Welcome back guys to another episode of Talking with Alicia, a place where I celebrate women in their authentic form. And today I have a very special guest with me, Danielle Connolly. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for taking the time out to be here today. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here and talking to you, especially from halfway across the world. <laughs> yeah, so where are you from? Are you from? I know you're from the so, States, but where? Yeah, I'm from uh, the United States. I'm from California, born and raised. Um, though I did study in England when I was in college for about two months. I was in Brighton, Brighton. and it was the best thing ever. <laughs> when, when, what time did you study? Like what months was it? Um, I was there Summer. Oh. a little bit of June, July, and a little bit of August. Okay, yeah, so that's when it's nice. Yeah. Now it's not. It's literally like it's snowing <laughs> like crazy. Now it's not the yeah, time. I, I was ready with like rain gear and all that stuff because I had been to the UK before and then literally was just re-wearing shorts and tank tops. And being from California, I was like, what is this? <laughs> This is amazing. So <laughs> pretty cool, isn't it? Because it's near the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, thanks oh. for taking the time out. So, we're just gonna start right from the basic. Um, okay. What is it that you do right now? So we know where you're from. What is it that you do? Yeah. So I am a mechanical engineer. Mm-hmm. I graduated about a year ago now um, from University of California Riverside with a BS in mechanical engineering, and my emphasis was design and manufacturing. And then I also got my minor in math. So I'm a big math nerd. Mm-hmm. I love math. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working for the Navy for about nine months, and I quit that job um, for not fun reasons, but. Mm-hmm. Not on my part, all on them. Um, I, the government is fine. So anyone who wants to work for the U.S. government is fine. It was just like the division I was in. Um, so right now I'm working on Make Them Mainstream, which is a company I started. Um, and it's all about supporting and celebrating women in STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And we're supporting and celebrating them through tutoring and STEM education. That's great. So... Make the mainstream. What inspired you to start it off? So, being the only woman in STEM, or one of the only females in STEM, as you, I'm sure you know, um, it can get a little bit lonely, a little bit like, where are all my girls at? <laughs> uh, and so, I was kind of just like looking for mentors and looking for people who I who looked like me and just people that I could get inspiration from. And so I realized I don't have anyone in like a textbook or, you know, things that I can really go look for. So I started Make the Mainstream with the idea of taking these women um, who are scientists or engineers um, and making their stories household names, making them household names, so bringing them up to mainstream media. So that's how Make Them Mainstream got its start. And then um, it started out as a YouTube channel with a friend, which was just a whole mess of things. Um, Most of the mess is taken off of YouTube now. Oh, I Um, didn't know you had a YouTube channel. I knew you had a blog. (laughs) 
read it. Yeah. I love it. I didn't realize you had a YouTube channel okay. as well. I did. Yeah, it started out as Cadella. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, we ended up kind of splitting ways. We're still good friends, um, the girl that I was doing the YouTube channel with. Yeah. But it just wasn't like what we both wanted. And so I started a segment called Make Them Mainstream and just took that into a blog. But I was doing some, like, how to be a tutor and stuff like that. And the how to be a tutor got the most amount of views. So I was like, well, I do love tutoring. I'm really passionate about it. So let's combine those two loves and just make a site where women or girls who are starting out in STEM or who are, like, just getting into their professional careers can have someone to be like, hey, she looks like me, so if she can do it, then so can I. But also take that and give back. So it's providing women and and girls the tools to say you can do it and also giving them the tools to let the next generation know that they can do it too. Yeah, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And it's so cool that you're doing it. So um, I've been reading your blog post, stuff like that. What do you think is the most interesting piece that you've written? Or what do you think is the most, like, something that you didn't know and you're just like, whoa, I didn't know this before getting into it, before getting into the mainstream. So what's your take on that? Yeah, so literally every story I write about this, this woman in STEM. So, like... We'll take Mae Jemison, for example. Um, we, especially in the United States, like, she's the first female African-American to go to space. Cool. I know that. What else? You know, like, yeah. who is she? Does she have a life? Like, we were all kids once. Yeah. We all went to school once. Yeah. Um, and so finding out that she was also, she started out as a physician. She joined the Peace Corps. She was an engineer. She's an entrepreneur. She's a philanthropist. And just learning about basically a, like, What's get obsessed with, like, a woman for, like, a week. Yeah. Um, being like, oh, my God, they did this, they did that. Like, what? And just every time I learn about these women, it's like, what? We are missing out so much by, like, not reading their stories and by not having their stories be told, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, and and all of us, like, having your story be told, mm-hmm. having the women that, you know, we have become mutual friends with through social media who are, who are doing the same kinds of things that we're doing. And it's just, like, we – I mean – we got to take advantage of the fact that we have the internet and that we can get these stories out there and you're definitely doing that. And so I think that that's amazing that you're doing that. And that's just like every week it's so exciting. And it's just like another, like another thing to go, okay, we're going to do this again and we're going to get another story out. That's great. Yeah. Cause, um, even I didn't think about that, that, um, every woman that you do see, you don't even see that many women, but the ones that you do see, it's literally just one line about them, like um, physicist or Nobel Prize winner or the first woman to do this. And that's yes. it. And that's it, yeah. So, yeah, that is such an important point that you've raised. And so first, let's backtrack a bit. So you said you do mechanical engineering. Yeah. Yeah, so why did you want to get into engineering, especially because it's not what, like, it's more male-dominated as well? So what made you choose engineering? So <clears throat> I 
from the people who knew, knew me growing up, like, I was going to be a dancer or a writer or, you know, everyone was shocked when I chose engineering except for my family. Um, but so this is going to be a little bit, of, I'm just going to go back to like where it started. So I hated math just like everyone else hates math um, until I got to calculus, which was my senior year or grade 12 in, um, in high school yeah. and fell in love. I was like, this is incredible. Everything makes sense. Like, what? The universe is literally in my hands. And so my whole family, when I was applying to schools, were like, be an engineer, you should be an engineer, you'd be really good at it. Well, I was 18, and you don't listen to your parents or your family when you're 18. So I was like, nope, and I went in as a math major. Yeah. Turns out, didn't want to have to sit at a desk all day. And I know that's not, that's not what you have to do when you're a mathematician, but that's what everyone assumes that you do. Everyone's like, oh, do you want to be an accountant or a teacher? And I was like, no and no. And so I was just having this like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I was like, all right, mom, you were right. And so I went and switched to engineering and never went back because I've always been someone who works with my hands and who wants to know how things work. And I've been designing since I was little. I thought I was going to be an architect. I was always drawing houses. And so when I found engineering, I was like, oh, this is what that is. Okay. And, and yeah, and then I just couldn't give up math, so I, I minored in it. But That's good. That's great. Um, yeah. And with your university life, what do you think, like, the biggest challenge was or what advice would you give to viewers that are just starting to go into engineering or are thinking about going into engineering? Like, what to expect? Yeah, so I actually have an article that kind of touches on this. It's, yeah. um, I'll link well, it below. When you can't remember your own article. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, oh, the five or personal truths of, of being a woman in STEM. And sorry, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I was just like, if you briefly explain it, I'll link it below as well. If, um, you know, okay. on my, um, on the YouTube video. So if anyone does want to click on it or read more about it, I'll definitely do okay. that. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So it's, um, personal truths about being a, a female in STEM. And so there's like five bullet points in there where I kind of touch on that. But basically the biggest thing that I didn't realize is that confidence does not equal intelligence. And I was attempting to write a book um, and it was going to be a s compilation of stories from all these females in STEM. Again, like looking for, you know, I, I need help. So let's like give this to other girls as well. And one of the interviews I had was she was, um, she was an engineer as well. And she was like, confidence doesn't equal intelligence just because your friends or your classmates are saying, Oh, I get this. This is easy. Like, psh doesn't mean that that's actually true. And if I had heard that freshman year, I think college would have been a lot easier because being, I was one of 12 at the beginning of like a 130 person class in mechanical engineering. And I think maybe six of us graduated. So that's pretty good. Um, but just seeing my classmates, like, be so cocky, and especially, like, 
the men, you know, I'm very comfortable around men. I have no problem with them. And I think, um, so I don't think that that's the issue. It's that they have a level of confidence that was kind of given to them from a very young age that, that women just don't get. Um, and so when they see something, they just, it's not even that it's easy for them. It's that they know they'll get it eventually. But women, we're so hard on ourselves and we're, we just, we demean ourselves and we demean each other, which has to stop. Um, but because of that, like, we just think like, oh, the fact that they're so confident about it, they must be way smarter than I am. So they must get it. And, you know, I, I just can't do it. You can do it. If you put in the hard work and if you infiltrate right their their group, you'll see that they're working their asses off too. Like they're they're trying as hard as they are they can too, and they get it because they spent eighty hours trying to get it. They're not getting it overnight, and so confidence does not equal intelligence. That that is so true. Even um I figured that out. A lot of times, people that are really confident they turn out to be more arrogant than intelligent or like they understand so it often gets onto the other side of the scale yes completely so um mental health is a big thing at university a lot of people do get overwhelmed do get stressed out and how how do you think um is the best way to balance university life a lot of people have part-time jobs as well like how would how what's what do you recommend the best thing is to balance it all out that is a question (laughs) and um well there's a there's a lot to that um I think the best way is just knowing that you're not alone from someone who suffered from depression um you just if people are reaching out to help you like take their hand, you know, and I didn't take someone's hand and realize like, Oh, I need help, you know, until it was just like out of control. Um, and you're going to have that when you, so my depression came from like a trauma that I had, but on top of being in college, we're trying to figure out who you are, what you want to do with your life. This might be the first time that you've ever been away from home. This might be the first time you've ever had to worry about money. And just like all of this adultness comes on your shoulders. Yeah. It's just realize that you're not alone. And again, utilize the internet like we're doing now and reach out to people and be like, hi, um, can you care for like a second? I just need advice or I just need some help. Um, But that can go a long way. I think people are a lot more compassionate than, than we let ourselves believe that they are. And also just everyone had to start somewhere, you know, like our parents didn't know how to do their taxes when they were our age either. Or like our parents didn't know what, a checkbook was or what a bill was until they were our age either. And so if you're working full time, if you're going to school full time or even part time for either of those, you have to know like you're going through so much just as a person plus all the outside things. Like it's okay to have a breakdown. It's totally fine. If you're 
if you cry your eyes out for a week, good for you. At least you're getting it out, you know. So you're not alone. Reach out for help. And everyone had to start somewhere. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. And then, uh, oh, yeah, no, we're good now. But that's why you, that's why you talk about it, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, I look all put together, but a few years ago, I was a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, and that was such good advice to give as well. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that as well. And, thank you for asking um, that question. And um. So I don't know how the system in America is, but is student loans a big issue there? Um, like de dealing with finance, how to get it, how to apply for it. And now that you, you've graduated as well, is it an issue, is it a big burden just paying it back? Or how's that? How, how did that work out for you? When I had a job, I budgeted it, budgeted it, did it, did it that's a word. Um, <laughs> it you know, just in my head, this is a payment. I don't even have that money. I'm not even going to look at it. So it wasn't that big of a burden. I also came out with so much less debt than a lot of my friends. My boyfriend, who knows if his debt will ever get paid off. Um, sorry if you're watching this, babe. Um, but you know it's true. Um, you know, and it's just, there's so many people who have it just like way more than I do. So for me personally, it's not a huge deal. Plus I still have, um, my family's support and my family's help. If I can't make a payment, they're going to be right there. The, the, the bank of mom is amazing because it will get repaid, but it doesn't have interest. Um, but yeah, just student loans are overwhelming and they're a huge problem and they, they need to go away. So if anyone who is in politics who is listening to this, get this together and figure this out for everyone so we don't have to start our lives out in debt. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same with me because I'm about to graduate in like June, July. And Yay! student loans, I'm just like, oh, I'm not looking forward to paying that. But I guess with that mindset, it's just a bill that you have to pay. Don't consider that your money money just it's just something that goes out of your bank yeah. each month and, and that's just you know budgeting and and money and finance knowledge that you just have to like kind of go out there and find yeah. um and get educated that's a whole nother education you have to get like after you graduate <laughs> <laughs> yeah one that not a lot of people would expect yeah yeah definitely so, um, part of Make the Make Stream is um, the tutoring side. So, do you currently tutor? What do you tutor? And tell us more about your, because um, you have some programs available as well, right, on your website? So, I'm currently creating a course. Yeah. Um, it's basically going to be how to be a tutor, because there is not anything available. There's one course that I found um, on, on Teachable. I haven't taken it yet. I don't know if it's good. Um, and everything else, like, you just kind of have to learn it by yourself. Is it one-on-one um, -on -one tutor? Is it, are you talking about one-on-one -on -one tutoring? So, like, yeah, the children? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, personal okay. tutoring or, like, with a small group, you yeah. know, however you feel comfortable as a tutor. So, it's going to go through that, like, um, what to do, how to find clients, um, you find your teaching style and 
like how to use a whiteboard, how to write notes for your kids, how to make worksheets. So it's going to go through all that. And I want that because I wish I had that, like going through trying to be a tutor. So, um, yeah, I mostly tutor math because, like I said, I'm a huge math nerd. And also, everyone needs math tutoring because there's a stigma around it. And also just it, it it's a complicated subject. There's so many ways that you can do it. Um, and so right now I'm not currently tutoring. Um, but my last client was, was right before I had my, my full-time job. So I am looking for other students to, to tutor right now. Um, just because I love doing it. Like it's not even, the money is like secondary. Um, and so, yeah, so I've tutored math. I've been a freelance tutor where I've put up plastered flyers and had people call me. I've worked for tutoring companies online and, and like physical locations. I've worked in my university as a teaching assistant where I, where I basically was the teacher. Like they saw me way more than the actual instructor. Um, and I made worksheets, I graded quizzes, I made tests, I um, made lesson plans. And so with all that knowledge and experience, and like even with that, I really didn't have extensive training. Um, so taking all of that and like putting it into this course and being like, this is what, this is what you have to do. Um, so people can be their best tutor um, and, and be confident, especially if they want to tutor something in STEM. Yeah. So what do you think was your favorite part of tutoring is that you enjoy so much? So I love the, the personal interaction um, with the student. It's like, it's not even the, oh, like this is what math is or like this is an exponent and this is how we do it. All that stuff's fine and dandy. Like you have to be there to do that. But when I'm tutoring, I, I know that I'm making a huge impact, even if it's on one person's life, and I see it happening instantly. It, like it's definitely instant gratification because I've I've talked to students who were contemplating suicide and being like, "Yo, I'm I'm here," you know, and having them come back to me and be like, "You know, you helped me through that darkest time," without even like really realizing that I was doing it, but just because I was there, I cared, and we were focused on one thing which was like math or uh, their their subject and helping them through like a mental heart like hardship that their parents they're not going to talk to their parents about or they're ashamed to talk to their friends about um and then also just showing them that like you can do this like it's it's easy right you, you just have to make it easy and um so I think those are the the most exciting parts about tutoring yeah that's actually so amazing because you don't you don't realize what impact you're even making on like one person's life especially um younger people who feel might feel like they don't have anyone to talk to at school or their parents or their siblings so they might just start to begin to feel like an outcast right yeah, a lot of the time so it's it's amazing that you're doing this again <laughs> so, in um, for women in STEM and um, STEM in general, what do you think the biggest problem is um, that we're facing, and how do you think we should tackle it? 
That's another really loaded question. Appreciate it. Um, oh God, it's the biggest problem. Oh, just like a couple problems are like one of the biggest. Okay. Um, I think that. So there, there's the retention rate, right? And there's also the, the getting them interested. And there's a lot of people who, who are focused on that and make the mainstream included. Um, but the, the reasons, like, behind that is all about the psyche and, um, like, the psychology of what society tells us and what we tell ourselves. Um, and so I think a big problem is probably... Just like the confidence, again, like gaining confidence to do STEM, knowing that it doesn't equal intelligence, um, knowing that anyone can do it, you know, math and science and tech and engineering, they're, they're all accessible to everyone. Um, and just knowing that you can do it, that you can make an impact in STEM or just in, in the world in whatever way that you choose. Um, so I think it's just like telling people, you know, you, you can like, look at us. I mean, before you said telling young people, we're young people. Um, so it's not even like the children, it's, it's the, the 18 to, to 30 year old as well, knowing that like, just cause you might not have a lot of life experience doesn't mean that you can't do it. You can, you can do STEM. You, you can't. Yeah, that is so true. And I think a lot of it has to do with the perception of scientists that scientists are these like extremely nerdy or extremely clever or if I do go into a STEM related subject, that's all my life is going to revolve around. Like I won't yes. be able to do anything else. I won't be able to go out with my friends. So I won't be able to do like this, have the slightest bit of social life um, if I yes. do go into something that's STEM related. And I think it starts yeah. at a young, young age. Um, like someone told me that um, when they ask primary school children what they think of scientists, if they think they're like nerdy or cool, and the majority of students within that class just didn't like scientists because they just thought they were just too nerdy and uncool, uncool. And I think that perception just carries on throughout, even if it's at the back of someone's head like subconscious yeah like, yeah exactly like I'm sure you get this all the time like oh like what are you studying and then you answer and they're like oh yeah, really always good. <laughs> and you're like yeah and it start at first I was like yeah that's right yeah but now it just pisses me off like yeah. what you think that either because I'm blonde I'm dumb or because I'm a female that I'm dumb or because I'm a female, like I can't survive in this, you know, this field. Like it's, it's just a backhanded compliment. I feel like, or just like a slap in the face being like, what do you mean? You don't think. Yeah. Like, like you don't think I'm good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, nothing against yeah. what they think I am. Yeah. You know, we, we need people who are writers and I'm a writer now. Yeah. Uh, we need people who, who are in the soft sciences, but like, just don't judge anyone about it and don't be surprised. Like, cause anyone 
can be anything and has the right to do so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, there's so many movements going on, I feel like, for females in general. Um, I feel like there's so many, like, protests and people are speaking out. Um, yeah. Have you seen anything that you're like, oh, I'm so glad this is happening, like, there's finally a bit of change? Literally everything that's happening. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Especially... I, I don't get into politics. I'm not a political person just because I don't even want to learn. I don't even want to try. Um, like, I'll, I'll go out there and protest. I sign petitions. I vote, you know. But, like, with the, with the whole bigger picture, like, I don't have that many opinions about it, which I know is probably not good. But especially in the U.S., with all the stuff that's going on, it's like, like I'm mad that it has to happen you know in this way and that it's kind of all like coming to this this point but I'm very happy that it is happening like with the Me Too movement um with the Black Lives Matter with just everything that's happening like people people have been standing up for a long time with what they believe in but with everyone is joining yeah. like everyone is for or against something like even you know the the shootings that are happening like my facebook page is literally just people all talking about it yeah. and like good we need to have those conversations um and so with women in stem and with those movements it's like good we're finally having those conversations we're getting out there we're saying like yo i'm here i exist i matter this is why you should care, and also, you exist, you matter, this is why I care. Um, and knowing that it's accessible for everyone, just because it's a women in STEM movement doesn't have to, doesn't mean you have to be a woman, and it doesn't mean that you have to be in STEM. Yeah, definitely. You can still care. And I think um, social media helps a lot with it, because everyone's voices gets heard. No matter where they are, even if they're like, what position they are or what sector they are. So someone that I would never even speak to or someone that's on the other side of the world, I still get to hear their story and what they, how they have been affected by it. So I think that's a major, major push to get like all these movements going. Yeah, exactly. I mean us talking right there is a huge is a great example of that you're in the UK and I'm in the US and yeah. and here we are talking yeah. you know like the fact that the world is so small is is amazing and I think that we should view that as such and social media is amazing you know we can get our viewpoints out and we can have healthy conversations about it definitely definitely and my last question is to round it all off, um, what's yeah. one woman that you look up to and that has inspired you? Emmy Nerder. I am obsessed with her. She was one of the first females that I found out about. She's a female mathematician, and Einstein considered her to be one of the most important people in mathematics. Not female, mm -hmm. but one of the most important people in mathematics. And she was a Jew in Germany when everything was going on, you know, so just the stuff 
that she had to go through is insane. But her brains are insane. And she... We have an article about Emmy Nerder. Um, I hope that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, <laughs> um, on the website. And I also uh, had her in the four most influential females in STEM. And she's just... Every time I'm like, you are incredible. And if I can be like half the woman or have half the brains or even like a fourth of the brains or like the determination and the desire that she had for mathematics or in whatever I choose to do in life, like I'll, I'll be happy because she's just, oh, she blows my mind every time. I'm definitely going to definitely have a crush on her. (laughs) I'm definitely going to look her up after this interview. Good, you should. Yeah, I'm definitely um. (laughs) going Um, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to add or anything you would like to tell the people listening and watching? Um, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are doing amazing. Um, you can join the Women in STEM movement no matter who you are. Um, make the mainstream.com has all your histories of women in STEM and how you can help develop the next generation of STEM. And yeah, you're amazing. And you are amazing. Thank you for having me so much. This was so much fun. It was. It was. I don't want it to end, but I'm just like, what else can I ask? (laughs) (laughs) I'll link all of um, your social medias, your blogs, everything below. So anyone that wants to find out more about you can. And it was so nice speaking to you, honestly.